0: Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha.
1: Hi everybody and welcome to an awesome episode of Mobile Armor Radio. Uh, we're not doing this as a numbered one, so haha, Pat. No,
0: that's <laughs> fifty-three point five. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say we always all point right. five
0: All so rounded up. Brian, where have you been? <laughs> Uh,
1: living under a rock because I actually I, I often miss the uh, the interview episodes actually.
0: That's true. You're usually not here. That's right um,
1: But thankfully I was here tonight and today we are joined by uh, Breeze is it Greekus? Uh, yep awesome. Well, thanks for for coming on the show you have a an a really intriguing uh, game out right now called uh, is it Aegis? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I
2: uh, it's either or Either Usually, or. I, think, I think I think I think Aegis is the the dictionary definition, but you know, right. Prozd said Pro had like some bizarre way of saying it. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I, I think he said Igis. Um
1: <laughs> it, it, and, and you know what? You know, it's it's pronouncing written words. Uh, you know, you can just kind of make it up and be like, yeah, that's 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 how I want it to be. <laughs> yep. But but thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it's it's great having you here.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: So uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, uh, kind of how you got started into uh, the, the game development space and, and a little bit about the game.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, like my name is Breeze. I'm the director of board game publisher Zephyr Workshop, and we make a game called Aegis Combining Robots. or Aegis combining robots, or I guess combining robots? <laughs> um, so the uh, so either way, it's all it's Aegis. Uh, I just combine robots. It's a it's a it's a it's a board game. Uh, it's like, it's like a one to six player tactics game it's kind of like voltron pokemon fire emblem advance wars uh <laughs> those it's kind of it takes a lot of those uh inspirations and kind of mashes them together you have a team of five robots you fight against your opponents teams of five robots um there's different kinds of robot assault evasive guard intel and support it spells aegis hey um, coincidence <laughs> right coincidence <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the different types of robots are color-coded a guys are red E guys are blue yada 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 and the cool thing about the game is that during battle you can combine two small robots on your team to make a bigger robot so you put your a guy and your e guy together to make an ae robot <laughs> and then he assaults and it evades wow or you could even put all five of your robots together to make voltron if you have one of each type um nice. so it's it's pretty cool. There's a hundred robots in the box, so there's like a million teams that you can build. It wow. came out like early 2019, and then we spent most of that year selling it, and then we're out of it now. We did a Kickstarter in like 2017, 2018 shipped it in like late 2018 early 2019 we sold through all of it right before the pandemic that was good um because yeah. <laughs> then there were no conventions to go to for two years and, and now, I imagine
1: production would have really taken a hit too oh yeah no it was
2: it was bad dude um if we uh yeah like shipping from like china and stuff like like 10 toppled in price like you just mm-hmm. got owned if you were trying to like make board games over the pandemic so um after a two year uh, uh production hiatus we're back and we're going back to kickstarter in january and january 17th nice. to make a sequel so it's nice. uh called aegis it's aegis second ignition We're doing this Kickstarter reprint the first game because we're all out of it, and we're making this whole new box that we spent the whole pandemic working on has, like, 100 new robots in it. Uh, We used a bunch of the money that we got from our first game to make this new game that's, like, way better and cooler. Um, The two games are cross-compatible, however. But, yeah, we have a whole team of nice artists on the new box, and... uh, we've uh, been able to leverage a lot of our accumulated experience as developers and publishers to make it uh, even better. And we'll do some bells and whistle tweaks to like, the first box, too. But January 17th, uh, so, you know, doing the doing the rondo, trying to make people care. <laughs> I hope. I think a lot of people will care.
1: <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. It looks like a really fun game. Uh, haven't had a chance to play it myself yet, but we did, we did watch... Um... Uh, I know there was a, a YouTube review that uh, Rob managed to track down and uh, you know did kind of the rundown of the how the game plays. So uh, if you want to take a little bit of time to to explain how how some of those kind of game mechanics work out.
2: Oh yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, we since the game has been out for a bit, there's like a whole bunch of people on YouTube who have covered it. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a really good one by Roll for Crit about how to play hey, Aegis and. Five minutes or less or more, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a good video. But yeah, like I said, you have a team of five robots. Uh, the main mechanical gimmick is that you always start with five small robots, these single letter robots A E G I and S. And every at the start of every turn, they'll pool energy points together. So like every robot, depending on their type, will give you more or less energy, and they'll go into a pool of like usually between like fifteen and twenty ish, and then. Uh you use those points on your turn to move an attack so you can every space you move on the board costs a point of energy, every dice you roll costs a point of energy. The board is like a hex grid. Um there's like walls and you you know, you move it you basically it's pretty direct. It's you you move your robots around, you shoot at each other uh to try to win. There's a couple different game modes that change the win conditions. Uh, The base game mode is just blow your opponent's robots up um, until they can't make a certain amount of energy, and then they'll lose. Um, And then there's, like, other new modes in our new new box that we've introduced that are more, like, objective-based, where you're going to go capture points on a map. Or there's also a solo mode now that we... uh, Made for the new box, where you fight against the boss and oh, the deck nice. of minion cards. So that was a that was a oh, hotly that's, requested that's cool. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was hotly requested. Everybody really like solo mode, so I've been actually cranking on that for the last uh, couple of months, trying to make it good, intuitive, um, but still not depart not not a huge departure from like how the core rules play. Uh, so we're trying to find that like happy medium of it working well as like a boss rush mode but not uh not just an ai controlled player because then there's like a lot right. of like micromanagement that you have to do so yeah it's, it's, yeah
1: it's nice if it can really kind of play itself and then you're 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 just kind of responding to it
2: yeah exactly because we want you to you know most of your time and effort be de- we want most of your time and effort to be devoted to making decisions and playing the game and not you know uh, micromanaging ai controlled pieces and stuff so that's that's been the challenge of designing a solo mode um, especially like a grid based game where there is normally like a lot of movement and positioning
1: right but it's, it's cool it's neat yeah. and and how about how big is the the space cuz it, it looked like it could really easily fit like on a on a kitchen table or something like that
2: yeah our games uh we try to make our game pretty it's a it's compared to like other war Skirmishy games, Battletech, War Machine, things like that. Uh, it's definitely a smaller footprint, um, especially in our new box. The board is actually if you do a two-player game, we actually have like a half sized board, so it's even easier just to like throw on a little table and fight. Um, but yeah, you unfold it and you have a four-player board. And then if you really want to do a six-player game, then we have a big six-player mat that's sold separately <laughs> and it's like physically larger. uh box itself is small and very. There's like no air in the box. We really tried to make the box <laughs> as small as feasibly possible. So, you know, it's not going to be one of those Kickstarter games that, oh, you know, all these expansions. It's the size of your refrigerator. Um, <laughs> it all just fits. Everything fits in a little tiny box about like the size of a, like a stack of copy paper. It's
0: like 8.5 by 11 ish. Um, and you pretty, use standees, which yeah. is nice. That saves a lot of room. than a lot of people mm-hmm. are. I think that's the old school yeah. way of doing it, and it's coming back because people don't want like giant boxes full of miniatures anymore. It's, it's not, it's not as, as, as desirable with shipping now, especially.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah, like you said, yeah. So Aegis is all standees, and there's like two reasons for that. Number one is obviously box space. When you do a miniatures game, the box is going to have to be like ten times bigger to like accommodate for them. Wow. Especially um, with the
0: uh, hundreds of different combinations exactly and stuff. you're getting. Yes. It'd be way too much. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. That's the other thing. Since Aegis gives you like, 100 unique robots. We wanted to just give you lots of gameplay content. So when I started doing... When I started making this game, I was like, I want... You know, I just wanted content. I didn't want to, like, you know, pay $50 to get, like, two playable guys mm-hmm. and stuff. I wanted... If, if this is, like, going to be a team-based game, we have to give you a lot of team options. And um, so we did that. Instead of doing miniatures, we have these nice, colorful standees. Uh, they have, like, the certain stats printed on them so that's actually makes them more usable than miniatures yeah. um so you can like see what your opponent's like movement and like health values are without like leering over the board at their cards <laughs> that's um, handy so yeah it's you know try to make the game a lot, lot of content make it usable make it compact make it affordable that's why the game's like 50 bucks um so either box is 50 bucks gets you 100 robots and you know it's
1: it's a pretty good yeah, deal yeah 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 <laughs> And and what's what's kind of the uh, the age range do you do you typically try to uh, get players at?
2: It's um, it's about as complicated as like a Pokemon or a Yu Gi Oh. Sure. Uh, so it's actually not it's not like seven seven eight might be too young, but we've actually had a lot of like middle schoolers. You know, once you start to get to like that eleven and twelve range, and you know your kids start like really absorbing like. How keyword abilities work and how to like read cards and strategize. We've had like a lot of kids at conventions around like yeah, around that like middle school age range uh, really get into the game.
1: That's really cool, and yeah, it, no. it, especially since like you know giant mecha games in in particular uh, do tend to have that kind of higher age range, um, mm-hmm. which you know, and with more complex rules and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like that that barrier to entry. Uh, I, th- I kind of feel sometimes you know, keeps people from enjoying this, this, this kind of side of our, our niche uh, genre of a hobby that we kind of occupy. So it, it's really awesome to hear about you know, a game like this being uh, accessible to, to a much younger audience. You know, get them excited for giant robots so that they can you know, continue to grow and expand in, in, in their mecha journey.
2: Uh-huh. yeah absolutely and then it's like and it is still very much uh there's still like yeah very much a lot of stuff to dig into and a lot of strategy to dig into for like you know your hardcore like warhammer players there's like the amount of the, the sheer amount of content and different like team builds and combinations makes it like as sweaty a game as you want to be or as like dumb of a uh, dice rolly punchy game as you want it to be it's like uh, <laughs> a- 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 aegis is a toy box So you give you okay. it gives you a lot of opportunity to do whatever you want with it are the are the mechs when you build your team are they point based then uh nope to even streamline that it's just like any five single letter robots so you actually have a whole team of all red guys like all assault guys <laughs> if you just want to punch somebody in the face oh um, so you, you you could take more than just one A. I thought you had to take one of each letter no, no, no. Yeah, you can. Uh, it's it's very open ended. So yeah, there's no team value. Just all there's no point values. There's just like yeah, always five single single-letter robots to uh. so build a little deck of combined robots off to the side like uh, that's really cool deck, yeah <laughs> so you can combine two a's and two g's or whatever uh, not yet, <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> not yet only so so right now only uh only robots of different letters can combine and All there's right. like at least one robot of every letter combination in each box i actually like so that limitation, like, yeah. Though, so. yeah yeah because yeah. it I opens mean, up a lot if yeah you start and doing, i mean you know, like
1: that that makes sense because like you know, Voltron wouldn't work well if, he hit, if it was, like, all left arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. Do you, do you see the, the game, um, you know, kind of occupy... You, you kind of spoke a little bit to, uh, you know, it, it's got this kind of really easy level of entry, but also a decent level of, of complexity, Do you see this as more kind of a a casual pick up and play kind of board game night kind of thing, or do you want to see it even like evolve into maybe like a tournament type uh, space? Like I'd say, it definitely
2: leans a little bit more to like a tournament sort of thingy. it depends on your audience, right? It's a, it's sure. a hard game to really whip out for like family game night because it's a competitive yeah. tactics game. So mm. it's it's a, it's like it's you're like going down, grandma. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like you know your your dad, your uncle, and your grandma show up, and you're like, all right, let's play Commander. Let's go for the magic decks. <laughs> so you know it's a, it's a it's still it's like in that niche where if like you know if you have like a like, bunch of I
1: remember of <laughs> when it <aired." laughs>
2: yeah exactly right. Um. So yeah, like it's. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a sweaty combat game, um, so not not like the greatest family game night game, but like <laughs> in terms of like the, the game night with the bros who would normally play other sort of games in this genre, or sure. like you know, the, you know, people put, people you know, people who play this genre of game
0: kind of would not know immediately what to expect. It's like a game built for gamers, sort of thing. Um, I do see like, on the uh, on your original Facebook that, you, or I mean, not Facebook, Kickstarter. Uh, you said it's for 25 to 35 minutes, so it's a nice fast game, too, right? Oh, yeah, two-player games go by pretty quickly, um, probably right,
2: right around that range, yeah, like 30, 40 minutes, 20, yeah, 30 it's... minutes, depending on what's going on. Then four-player games, about an hour. You know, like, yeah. you know, even you that's, six not, that's impressive. That. yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, battle it, it, tech was like of three days, you know, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what It's like, I just want, you know, you build your team, you put them on the board, you fight, you get the game over with, you maybe you play again. It's like, I didn't want to like make like a three hour. It's not, it's definitely not like a Twilight Imperium, you know. Yeah. 12-hour uh, slug fist
0: <laughs> yeah quick quick games and it, i was looking at your rule book too it's only like 37 pages too so and most of that's keywords and things like that right and gameplay modes so the actual rule yeah looks uh, like it's very complicated so
2: oh yeah like our, our, yeah our rule book's like a little half half size sort of thing so it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's physically smaller and then, like, the actual rules of the game is, like, actually only in the middle of the book. Like, the first part is, like, lore, and then it's set up, and then the actual game rules are probably, like, eight pages or six pages mm-hmm. or yeah, something. So it's, and then it's, like, glossaries and stuff. But then, yeah, everything you need to know how to play the game is on, like, the five cards in front of you. And then it's just knowing, like, these keywords and attack symbols.
0: Yeah, well, do, do you want that... Oh, sorry. Oh, go but... ahead. Go ahead, I was Ron. just saying, uh, just watching that uh, playthrough that was on your, once again, on the Kickstarter page... It was like 15 minutes, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I know how to play this game." Like it was super, like intuitive, like the way it worked. So, and I love, yeah, yeah, the combinations too, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, do you want to speak a little bit to that lore? Because I know there's a, there's a lot of people uh, that that do enjoy that side of, of the uh, you know this game space.
2: Oh, yeah, so this is, is, so along with making the game, like, you know, accessible and, like, intuitive for its genre, I also wanted to do that with, like, the lore, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I know that somebody, you know, you buy this game, you know, not not a lot of, some people would, but not a lot of people are going to, like, crack open a novel or, like, dig, like, really look through, like, you know, this Lord of the Rings-sized, like, lore tome (laughs) for this uh, quirky little tactics game. Okay, so, um... And we do have a pretty we do have a pretty robust like setting the game takes in so a game takes place on a world called Sagaya it's ages backwards uh, and it has fi- it's a five five warring nations that are also color coded you have allied provinces imperial realm great states iris dominion sector authority aegis and the these factions also kind of take after like their color so like uh the e the e faction is like far reaching just like the evasive robots in the game and the gar the great states are like big tough and like uh, t- sort of tanky and staunch in like their national philosophies cuz guard robots the green robots in the game are kind of like bulky and the armored ones uh, so you see and then like you have like uh, these commander characters that come from these countries that you know you play as in the game so like you have a uh, character um Etwal. He starts with an E he drives an E robot <laughs> he's from the E nation they're all blue <laughs> um it's like poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like poetry. Right. So, right. it's it, it, like uh and, you know, there's like there's a lot of characters in the game and we do have like a scenario book that mm-hmm. is like uh, for for the first box that kind of goes through like a whole bunch of different setups. But it also goes through like the plot of like the first season of this like overarching war. And like the, the gist of it is that there people discovered these robots all like buried in like the ground and stuff and like they've just been kind of like lawn ornaments for a long time but then one day somebody figures out how to like wake them up and then it kind of kicks off this arms race where now everybody's got fighting robots that are just like springing out of the ground so now and they figure out they can combine so these five nations on the map are trying to figure out who's going to be the first one to really figure out like the apex of these things is power who's going to put five of them together to make like how how powerful can these robots really be? So they kinda like, enter into this arms race and it's called like the Five Nations War because it's five nations in a war. <laughs> and <laughs> you and so the, the 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 first story arc of the first the, the story arc of the first box is kinda like how about that and these characters and how that all transpires. And in the second box, that war's been resolved and we actually go into this other anime trope where now that war is over and the a nation is like kind of conquered the world sort of thing now all battles are decided by a world tournament that are like sanctioned <laughs> <laughs> it's like gee it's like a, just like street fighter or g gundam robot <laughs>
1: <jocks>. <laughs> Back <the> yeah
2: <laughs> exactly right and so that's the plot of the second box we get into like yeah this like robot jocks g gundam zoid zero sort of <laughs> trope um that's awesome so yeah, it's cool. It's we have we have a wiki. People can look into these characters. There's like 18 nice. characters in the first box alone, and uh, they're cool.
1: It, you're definitely getting a lot of like a lot of quantity like of all this stuff that you're you're providing. So like at $50 for for you know hundreds of mechs, 18 different pilots, like. <laughs> People are getting a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a, it's a. We wanted to give you a bang for your buck for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's cathartic to sort in the box. Um, in theory, in theory, craft and you know, uh, just figure out weird team combinations and you know all this other stuff. I think that's the kind of game that we wanted to make, right? So So, we did.
1: So, so, (laughs) so, like on that note, like, do you have a favorite combo? that you pulled off once or twice
2: uh i've played this game so many times <laughs> <laughs> um uh i like uh i like certain i like certain commanders and i like certain robots uh i like a lot of the ones in the the new box because that's what i've been staring at for like three yeah. years now <laughs> for sure. um yeah there's certain there's there, there's a lot of there there's a lot of cool stuff uh you can make five letter. You know, like the, the, the some of the five letter robots are cool. Like there's a new five letter robot in our new box. It comes out into play and it actually poops out all of these little sort of like drones. Um, so you have a single, you have a singular large robot on the board. And it poops out drones and it lets the drones use the same attacks as the main body. So like you're making all these little doodad these little one hp doodads that you can move around the board and shoot giant fire lasers from mm-hmm. and i think that's that's cool to do <laughs> that's like a cool thing yeah. um it reminds me of like uh funnels and uh condom. oh yeah 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 <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so so with there with there being five uh, uh mechs that can possibly be combined uh and a new kickstarter coming up do you do you have plans for like uh, uh, stretch goals to, like, have Exodia, the forbidden one, where you have to have uh, all the parts of them or something?
2: There's, like, uh, so, like, last time and this time, we're going to do this thing where we're going to go into Kickstarter with, like, our low goal, and there are probably, like, 50 robots in the box, just so you know, if the game totally, if the Kickstarter, like, mm-hmm. totally flops, we can eke past our goal and still print something, sure. <laughs> but uh, that will, that means we only got, like, 100 backers, and we need to look inward. <laughs> uh so uh, so, you know but you know once we hit like so many stretch goals then that robot number will increase and increase and increase and we have all this content designed but then we just need enough money to functionally print it because even though we're not doing miniatures you know every sheet of cards that oh yeah yeah, every sheet of card every sheet of cards that you add is like money and uh, every punch board you add to the box is Mm -hmm. money um and wait so yeah Yeah. it will be adding more bosses to fight in the solo mode and yeah we have like all these stretch goals planned out and once we hit a certain number like probably like 50 or 60k or something we'll have like this really every bell all the bells and whistles will be in the box and we'll start unlocking even cooler more esoteric things after that
0: nice (laughs) i'm looking at the uh the preview poster for the new uh second ignition and i love the art style it's it's very anime but uh all different kind of styles working together i think that's kind of fun too
2: yeah yeah uh yeah we got some really great artists our poster was done by uh this uh, guy noah nagata uh he's he's uh very very talented he was um uh worked on a lot of the artwork in the second box characters promotional stuff a lot of robots uh, and then we have like a couple other really good artists too that work in a few different styles with because our game like, kind of covers a lot of different a lot of drastically different robot designs mm-hmm. from like traditional looking mm-hmm. Gundam sort of looking super robots to like weird zoids to like more abstract like the matrix tentacle monsters
0: <laughs> the um, one guy in the poster reminds me of magus xlr from the back in the- oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah absolutely uh so yeah it's
1: cool um yeah and, and what um what yeah you, know, you kind of mentioned earlier like going on on the convention circuit like are, are there conventions that you plan to hit that people might yeah. be able to check the game out
2: yeah, we're going to PAX Unplugged in three weeks. Uh, kill oh, me. <laughs> it's <just laughs> running up real fast. <laughs> <At 11? laughs> yeah, I had to write them a big check for our booth just a couple of days ago and then <laughs> we're going to be doing probably PAX East. I don't know in what capacity, but we've done PAX East like every year since it started. You know originally from Massachusetts. Oh, uh, PAX, oh yeah, Unplugged will be at booth 4031. Um... We'll so oh, you, might, you might be right across from me, then. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's great. I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, you might literally be in, yeah, next to us. <laughs> I will come by and say hi, then. <laughs> yep. uh, we'll be there with... Uh, we're splitting our booth with our other friend who makes a tactics game called uh, React to the Arts of War. It's about dueling artists. It's mm-hmm. also a grid-based head-to-head tactics game uh, with really fancy art. Um, he's doing a Kickstarter-like... In two weeks, <laughs> good luck no, to him. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing our kicks We'll be doing our. Uh, we pushed ours to January because I didn't want to yeah. compete with the holidays. Yeah, he sure. brave. That's he's brave. He's <laughs> brave. <Yeah. laughs> um,
1: Best of luck to him for sure. Yeah, yep. this year. <laughs> uh,
2: yep. Uh, his game looks really fancy, though. He spent a lot of money on his art, so we'll see. Uh, then we're also back to back with Solus Game Studios we've actually all four we're on like this two by two island this four booths uh, and we're all kind of related so we're back to back with Solus Game Studios they do a game called Pocket Paragons which is like a little dueling game and our game crosses